everyone, and welcome to episode 116 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Razgrees, with both my co-hosts, the Buck and the Duck, bringing you news from the far reaches of the internet about those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. It was a little bit messed up because I had to throw Duck's name in there, but I still got through it. You didn't even hear me stutter, right? Yeah, yeah. I got Golf clap me. Way to go, me. Good job. <laughs> you know what? I I will give you a satisfactory because you did not say Buck twice. So good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had to get enough, enough shit from you and everybody else about calling him Buck for two episodes when he was filling hey, in. Hey, man, you missed me. That's all there is to it. <laughs> You know, that's, that's, that's just it. You, I thought that, I thought that we were fizzling out, but then, then when duck got here and he just wasn't a good enough placebo buck. It's okay. Uh, I could, I can never fill his shoes. He doesn't, he even, wear shoes. He doesn't even need I, shoes. You wear shoes? I haven't worn shoes since 2019. <laughs> wow. I assumed you did actually. That was just a joke. Now, only when I go out in public. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. Uh, feet. <laughs> no shoe, no shirt, no shoes, no service still apply. Well, not so much. I mean, like you, uh, socks at best. Now, I've, I've, I, I gotta be honest. It, it socks. I have, I have an attractive display of socks. I don't, I don't fuck with shoes. No, I don't walk. Why do I need them? I just keep. Fair enough. Well, guys, our first story comes from KFDM News 6. Security footage shows suspect <laughs> suspected lawnmower thief mowing victims' grass with it. This comes out of Port Arthur, as the Port Arthur police are seeking information on the whereabouts of Marcus Hubbard, who police say is a suspect in a burglary of a Port Arthur home. Security footage released by PAPB P-A-P-D, rather, appears to show the suspect, identified by police as Hubbard, stealing a lawnmower from the home. In the footage, the suspect is seen entering the property and grabbing the lawnmower, filling it up with gasoline, and then mowing the front and backyards of the home before leaving the property with the mower. According to a Facebook post by P-A-P-D, when officers responded to the residence, they saw Hubbard running away from the home while dragging the lawnmower. (laughs) Police say Hubbard abandoned the lawnmower in an alley and evaded police. <laughs> you ever see that meme where it's like you're a bad guy but it doesn't mean you have to be bad guy I mean, that's what this story did, reminded me of did, did, was he actually trying to steal a lawnmower or did he just run when he saw the cops I mean I'd love to know uh, but I love how he's trying to run from the cops still dragging the lawnmower behind him <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, seriously, what was the thought process here? I've got to steal this guy's lawnmower, but I'm going to go ahead and mow it one more time just so he has time mm. to get another one? Maybe that, that, I, that <laughs> probably was his exact thought process. I think we need to peel a few more layers of this onion back a little bit, man. I think, I think, that, I think the lights are on, but I don't think there's anybody home. Like... If this guy is I mean, arrested, we're writing him a letter because I want to find uh, out what his thought process was. I really do. I mean, <laughs> I just, I'm trying to like think in an alternate universe kind of way here. Like maybe, maybe it was bad drugs. Like, and I, 
I, I no, just... I'm not. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. I don't. I don't want to say it was drugs because the guy went into the property, found the lawnmower, filled it with gas, <laughs> and then mowed the dude's lawn. I mean, I, I want to know what was going on here. Was he just trying, you know like, what? trying to be something nice for his neighbors, and all, and he has got he's afraid of the cops because the cops the cops obviously is... knew him because they could tell who it was from the surveillance footage. They knew this cat. I can, I, I think that that is actually like a very plausible explanation like dude was just trying to do something nice and uh you know maybe heard the cops coming up and he's like oh fuck and then tries to jet but still dragging a lawnmower i just mm. it's so weird <laughs> i know like that's why i'm saying like and bad it, drugs, I'm, I'm good looking, alcohol i'm uh, i'm looking at a uh a thumbnail from the uh surveillance footage it's dark. It's nighttime. There's streetlights on. <laughs> I I think booze had something to do with this. I really, I I really I can't I cannot. It's got to be alcohol or drugs. I mean, what do you, what do you think, Doc? I think he needed a lawnmower. He realized that his victim hadn't mowed that week and was like, "I gotta mow it. That's the least I can do." <laughs> yeah, He's I probably just. I kind of hope. I kind of hope he's a criminal with a conscience. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. Here. I, I don't know if I think, I, if this. I, I think we need to try to reach out to this cat. We need to find him on Facebook. We need to find him <laughs> when he, on, if he's an inmate. We'll, we'll write him a letter. We got to find this dude because I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> you know what? I'll bet you. I'll bet you a dollar. I'll bet you a real dollar that if we found this guy in a jail and could actually like write him, he'd probably give us an exclusive interview for maybe two honey buns and a couple of soups, a couple of ramens, man. I mean, like we, you got to get dude, that picante get... beef ramen. That's valuable in there. How would you know? <laughs> uh, it's a street flavor. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I'm quoting Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, ramen noodles right. are like the dollar bill of prison currency. Uh, I'll take that bet. But I'll take that bet. <laughs> He's got I mean, a dollar. Like, He's got a dollar. <laughs> okay, Duck. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. So if you're going to take me up on my completely unrealistic bet that I only put a dollar on, then I leave you with the burden of locating this man. <laughs> Of, of writing to him, of Probably. proposing the why, agreement. Why isn't trade. your Why isn't your retired ass doing this? Because I can't even scratch my own nose. I've seen you scratch your but, nose during this video, dude. That was not me scratching. That was the equivalent of a like drunk toddler trying to get something out of their vista. Like, trust me, getting. Listen, man, this is not a reliable ship to set on any voyage here. The SS Buck is a party boat. That is it. That is it. <laughs> Don't, do not, do not give me a job, not even one. You know, like, yo, you only had, like, no. If you want to fall back on somebody and be like, oh, my God, you only had one job. One job is too much for me. I am, I am like, Two steps away from Stephen Hawking level handicap. Okay, that's that's like legit. All right. Duck, 
You want that dollar? You find the guy. Okay? You've got carte blanche. I'm willing to put forth $10 to, to put on we'll this see man's book. Okay? If you, can, if you can barter the trade, we'll see, we'll see if he'll do it for a dollar. Okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll put money on, someone put money on his books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm not, I'm not going to rate this, dude, because I want to know what his motives are before. I'm going to reserve my rating until such time as I, I find I, out I what can't. his motives are. I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with that. Like, this is just uh, too... It could be, it, too, in all reality, it could be something mental illness. It could be, uh, it could just be a thing for the conscience, or it could be a complete misunderstanding. I don't know. So I don't want to rate the guy until we find out more. Yeah, agreed. Duck. What about you, Duck? No, yep, I'll reserve my judgment. Well, our next story comes from audacity.com. Jury finds man guilty of shooting friend over a game of Uno. <laughs> I'm not even going to read this story yet before I come to one conclusion. You know, this this dude, you know, it, there there is a time when you're playing Uno, you got that one card left. And there's two things that could happen. One, you could forget to say Uno, and they, then they get you. That sucks. But the other thing is, you're looking at the guy across the table, you're like, I'm going to win. And all of a sudden, this cat lays down, draw four, draw four, draw four, wild card, reverse. You know, and, just, and, just, and just annihilates your being. I can see wanting to shoot a motherfucker. <laughs> 100%. 100%. I can, uh, I can sympathize, sympathize with the aggressor here. It's like... You know, all of a sudden he gets the fucking heart of the cards and just <laughs> annihilates your being. Yeah, I can see it. On December 13th of 2020, a man named Tyler Grant got into an argument with a friend over a card game. The card game was Uno, and it ended in gunfire. So we got, an, we got, a, we got a writer on our hands here. Officials say that Grant shot his friend in the arm and then stood over him while threatening to kill him. He fled the scene before police arrived. Per Fox 5 in Atlanta, police say the victim told police he injured himself in a drive-by shooting, but later revealed the truth. Grant was arrested at the uh, Hatsfield-Jackson-Atlanta International Airport on April 2nd of 2021. Why are we just now getting to this? A jury recently found that the now 34-year-old Grant guilty of aggravated assault in possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony, and he will be sentenced at a later date. Not much to the story there, but I would like to think that, you know, he, he, he had one card left. <laughs> and his friend, oh, yeah. his friend was laughing his ass off as he dropped multiple draw fours and multiple, multiple wild cards in his lap and laughed and <laughs> laughed. And it, much like the, the duck and, or sorry, the, the, the dog in Duck Hunt just begged to be shot. <laughs> Now, let me tell you what, man. I tell you what. This is not. This is not your scenario. To me, would never even like. I'll tell you what. Right now, if I'm sitting there with one card left and I've declared it, Uno, and I'm looking across the table at your smug ass sitting there with a handful of cards and not a drop of sweat on your brow. <laughs> I know for a fucking fact that this game is far from over. <laughs> like, I just, I know it. I know it. And you know what? Dude with the gun should have known it too, man. Like, won those cards. 
There can only be Uno. There can only be Uno. Like, that's it. There was, there was a group of people I used to watch that uh, did Let's Plays on uh, YouTube. And one of the videos they put up there was them. They, they decided to play a game of Uno. And I remember that it got broke down into like five different videos. And it ended up being like two and a half hours of this He's one fucking game of Uno. <laughs> You know, people make the joke about Monopoly, but I think Uno is that that game that if you actually play Monopoly the way the rules are written, not by the rules everyone thinks are the rules, uh, it, it can be a pretty quick game. Uh, but Uno, dear Lord, you have no idea. It could be a five minute you know jaunt into uh, you know, entertainment, or it can be a, a grueling hour, you know, multiple hour adventure that you did not want. <laughs> people have lost so much. So much when the game of Uno gets put on the table, man. Dinner plans get canceled. Marriages get ruined. Families get separated. All because of that multicolored farce of of entertainment. Do you, do you guys, but no, in all do, reality... Do you, do you guys want to play Uno later? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, do you want to get shot later? That, hey, no. We're all multiple hours apart from each other. I think we're safe. <laughs> See, That's I don't, why I'm saying I'm, I don't, I'm in. I don't think either one of you are angry enough to get a plane ticket. <laughs> Try me, bitch. Man, you... I don't know, man. Duck... I'm just kidding. Ducks fly. Ducks fly. Bucks sit. Okay. <laughs> Bucks hide in the shrubbery. <laughs> yeah, man. I ain't getting shot. Mm-mm. Not me. All right, so we're going to talk about something here that Duck is a liability, in my opinion, because he would always, always, I don't know how many times he said that he's all right, Boomer, because he's a fucking, <laughs> fucking douchebag, okay? I said it just to trigger him. <laughs> Not a goddamn Boomer. <laughs> okay, okay, Boomer. See, there it is. <laughs> there it is. I think, actually, I think Buck's older than I am. <laughs> no. Nope. No? Nope. Nope, we're 16 days apart. Can I, can I just, in all seriousness, though, as a millennial, I hate labels. Okay. That was a joke. <laughs> millennial, it, it's a... Yeah, label. it was, yeah, you're just, just, just shut up. Uh, our, our next story comes from WGN-TV. Baby boomers only. Dollar Tree manager out of a job over help wanted sign. A manager at an Indiana Dollar Tree caused some controversy after posting a help wanted sign that insulted Generation Z workers last week. So just before we move on, what is Gen Z at this point? What are, what, what are we considering Gen Z? What, what, what year? Isn't that like the early 2000s and upwards? I think... I'll look that up real quick. Give me a second. Keep, I'll let you, you know. You keep looking. Uh, an NBC affiliate, WNDU, reported the Dollar Tree went viral after a manager posted a handwritten sign after two cashiers quit. I apologize for us closing again. My two new cashiers quit because I said their boyfriends couldn't stand here the entire shift. The sign went on to advise against hiring Gen Z workers, saying they don't know that they <laughs> that work actually means. Now hiring baby boomers only. Thanks. The sign concluded. Uh, the sign was taken down, but it was up long enough for people to take photos of it. Dollar Tree Incorporated responded to the news of the sign, telling WNDU it was not authorized by the company. 
we are aware that the unauthorized sign was posted at our store for a brief period of time. The handwritten message was absolutely not approved or condoned by our company. <laughs> WNDU reported the manager no longer works at Dollar Tree. While the sign was attention-grabbing, some considered it to be discriminatory towards younger workers. According to the U.S. Equal, Opportunity, uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, age description can happen when a manager treats an applicant or employee less favorably because of his or her age. However, while the Age Discrimination and Employment Act protects workers age 40 or older from discrimination, younger workers are not covered by the law. Instead, states may have laws to protect younger workers from discrimination. Indiana, however, is not one of those states. While state laws protecting individuals who are at least 40 years of age, but not yet 75. So it's not discriminatory. You can absolutely say you're too young to work here. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I, I found the sign kind of amusing, really. Because the fact of the matter is, the guys told his cashiers their boyfriends can't hang out in the store all day. And they quit. I mean, I think the guy has every right to be upset. It probably wasn't an appropriate or a good idea, for that matter, to post that sign in the window, but... What's the uproar about? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Why, why, why is this national mind. news? He didn't do anything yeah. against the rules. No, but people don't yeah, like it. Really... People, people don't like it. It hurt their feelings. Well, just to, just to let you know, Gen Z is covering the age or the birth years of 1997 through 2012 97 jeez so, mhm but I'm see you know that. i don't i don't i don't really like this chart because it says millennials are 81 through 96 and like there's 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 a whole bunch of like disparities and and you know opinions on when these age years year ranges are actually too because our you know people say that i'm a zillennial because i was born born back in the 20th century in the year of 1983 no it's giggity three because the kaiser stole our word for 80 oh <laughs> uh, yeah well there we go but no you know back in, uh, they say that i'm a zillennial like born right on the cusp and i'm like i don't even give a shit i'm buck and uh and you know and i'm here to, if, never mind. Uh, well yeah that, that's i was gonna go there and that's why i kind of stumbled i was like maybe i had to pick a better yeah. but no man but in all reality like you know if you're gonna fill up my water bottle for me i don't give a shit like that's that's my 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 criteria for human being is definitely like i've widened my algorithm so, so you know your birth years like that. What I, I will know. now. This is admitted. I will when I go to like places like a Walmart or whatever, and I see all the cashiers. I tend to gravitate towards the self checkout because I don't kind of deal with that nonsense. Um, yep. And you know I don't. I, I'm not saying that you should not employ uh, teenagers. No, entry level jobs are there for a reason. They exist so that you can learn how to, you know, have that type of ability to speak to people and have that communication skill uh that's they serve a purpose you're you're there so the company can use your your labor but at the same time you're using it as a skill base uh so i i don't you know have a problem with teenagers working um i have a problem with us not uh, actually being able to teach the teenagers how to work appropriately um but that, this is the guy who put the sign up 
just I, I, look at it this way as a public service announcement. If you're a teenager looking for a job, I, I would appreciate a sign like that because, well, at least I know I don't want to work for this guy because it's not going to work out yeah. well. You know, it's it's a great warning sign, folks. You know, maybe maybe okay, I'll I'll go work at the uh, the Dollar General down the street. <laughs> and that's a, that's a really good point, man. You know, because the first thing I say to myself when I see is. Okay, Buck, you need to take about a half a step closer to your mic or something, because I can't. You keep breaking okay. up. Okay. the The first thing that I would say to myself upon seeing a sign like that is, "Hmm, well, I don't want to work for you." Exactly. Bye. Like, like that. That that's where it would be. You know, I'd rather I'd rather find out that I don't want to work for you before even going into the store, before even shaking your hand or picking up a job application knowing that you don't want me working there automatically excludes you from being a person that I want to work for. I'll move on. And uh, like, let's not waste each other's time with this, okay? <laughs> yeah, here's here's something that's really dumb to post that in the first place because, first of all, not every teenager is going to act like that. Um, but second of all, the job market has flipped now after COVID Indeed. where – when I was looking for my first job, I had to be the best employee possible to get chosen out of all the people I was competing against. Now, the jobs are competing to get the people that are willing to work because, you know, there's a whole workforce that retired early with COVID that are not coming back. Duck. There's a whole bunch of people that are probably still milking what? So, um, no, I was just, just going to tell you, like, next Tuesday, uh, we are with my employer – not going to go much further than that. Uh, we're trying to hire a gaggle of uh, seasonal employees right now, and we're having an event, and we're not publicizing it, and because this 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 won't come out until Wednesday, so people aren't going to hear it. Um, essentially, if you show up with a filled out application on Tuesday, you're going you're going to there's no interview. You're going straight to orientation. We are hiring you. Yep. <laughs> Um, the job market has flipped. We are so, we are literally. If you show up with a signed application on Tuesday, we are. I, I am doing. You know, the, the event is at four o'clock. At four fifteen, I'm starting a new employee orientation. <laughs> it's it's that bad. You, you know, trying to find people to work now is very difficult. Um, you're 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 in a competition, and, and right now in on our my area, I have a very large amount of unemployment uh we could very you know there, there's enough people here available to fill the positions but you know I, I don't like that when people say oh nobody wants to work no nobody wants to work for you because <laughs> you're a douche or you're paying a lot less than the, the store down the street uh it's you you have to be competitive you the, the, the right now the it's a workers market that's the way I could, I guess I can put it. It is a worker's market. You can go out there and, you know, the, the jobs, you know, they may not be the jobs you want, but you can still leverage a better paycheck out of them. Yep. I agree. I mean, what what are you seeing right now, Duck, on your end? Because uh, you, you, you work in a little bit different industry than I do. Uh, are, with new guys coming in, are you seeing younger or older new hires? Um. A little bit of a mix of both. I work for a trucking company. That's all I'll say. Um, for, so for new drivers coming in, uh, there's a little, mostly younger guys, like a little bit younger than me, like in their early twenties. Um, but every once in a while, we get 
we get all the gentlemen that are just moving to another trucking job. So uh, but it's, 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 is it a lot less new, new, new to the industry and more people looking for the job that pays better and just moving on to a different company? Uh, not mostly new people in the industry. Wow. That's actually quite surprising. But then again, you know, you are seeing a, a, a lot of uh, the older I, folks in the workforce that just left with the, with the pandemic. I will say that they are retiring at a much, much more rapid rate than they're being hired. Well, it's it's going to be a big problem. You still see a lot of mentality with people that are much older than us, you know, that uh, you, you, have to, you have to be able to work. You have to be in there. You, you know, you don't take a sick day. You don't take a vacation because you, you have to work. No. Uh, you know, I, I have a couple employees that are, that are direct reports to me and, you know, they show up to work and I'm, they're like, sick. I'm like, why are you here? Well, you know, it's not that, but go home. Just go <laughs> home. Because I can, I can guarantee you, if, if you and I both left tomorrow, everything is going to keep going. They're going to stumble for a little while, but they're going to replace us within two weeks. And, and they're going to, and the world will continue to rotate. You are not going to... Simply, you know, the, the industry is not simply going to stop because you take a day off. And I would much rather you go home, take care of yourself, come back healthier and happier, and dr- come in here and, and, and look like you're on death's doorstep. And, and on top of that, bring the bring the sickness to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, go that, home. that is a big um, You know, I fully, fully endorse people, you know, just taking a day off. You know, people call in, they, oh, I'm sick, I can't come in. Okay. Well, do I have to get a doctor's note? No. You know, if you're no, out, get better. Get, get better. I, I fully endorse, you know, people taking a mental health day. If, if you just wake up in the morning and say, I can't, then you're not going to be any good to me anyway. So just don't. Stay home. Relax. Recharge your batteries, and I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's... Very respectable. That, well, you know, a lot of people make it more complicated than and, and like you both have said, you know, the, the way that the work industry is versus what, say, 20 years ago, you know, when Raz and I were first starting, not even first starting, we, we, you know, Raz was already in the workforce, but, you know, 20 years ago, getting a job was a completely different kind of freaking animal. Yeah, classes on how to write resumes, make yourself look better, and you got to sell yourself to a company now. Show up with a completed application, and hopefully you've got footwear appropriate for the work. But you know, we'll work with our, whatever you got. You know, I mean, and, really, and I it, mean, I, I I used to teach, you know, in uh, let's just say probationers and inmates. Let's just call it that. That's what it is. I used to teach them how to write resumes. I'd help them write resumes, and I'd have mock interviews and teach them how to interview. You know, I would teach them how to do online applications because there is an algorithm to those. You know, and but now it's it's literally. Well, you're here. <laughs> so I, it's definitely a workers' market. Um, going back, to, what are we, we got to rate this what, guy? What, what, yeah, what do we what do we want to give this Yahoo? I, I I'm I'm not even like I'm thinking like a two. I'm thinking like one. if that maybe one yeah. one. Yeah, I'm saying one. It was kind of dumb. Yeah, but also it doesn't really harm anyone so it didn't hurt anybody yeah, exactly. dude was angry and they have a right to be angry you know staffing problems suck 
All right. Our, our next story comes from abcnews.com. Warrant issued for female corrections officer who went missing with inmate accused of murder. Have we been following this? Either one of you? Uh, not really. No. Nope. Okay. This is a treat. Okay. So a manhunt is intensifying in Florence, Alabama, after an escaped murder suspect and a corrections officer have been missing for days. A warrant has been issued for uh, Latterdale County Assistant Director of Corrections, Vicki White, on charges of com- committing and facilitating an escape. Uh, Latterdale County Sheriff Rick Singleton said in a news conference on Monday, Vicki White participated in the escape of inmate Casey White. Keep that in mind. The sheriff said, adding, whether she did it willingly or she was coerced, threatened, we're not really sure. The inmate, uh, the employee and inmate who went missing on Friday are not related. Uh, the sheriff said law enforcement had no idea where they are, but promised they will be brought back to justice. On Friday morning, Vicki White allegedly told her colleague that she was taking 38-year-old Cassie White to the Latterdale County Courthouse for a mental health evaluation, though no court appearance was scheduled for the inmate. Vicki White violated Sheriff's Hall's policy by escorting uh, Casey White alone, the sheriff said. Vicki White also allegedly told her colleague she was going to seek medical attention after dropping the inmate off at court because she wasn't feeling well, but Singleton said the court, uh, I'm sorry, the office confirmed that no medical appointment was made. Vicki White sold her house in February of 2022, one day before Casey White returned to jail while she was worked, worked for the upcoming court appearances. Uh, Vicki White has been talking about retiring for the last few months and turned up and turned her paperwork in on Thursday. Uh, the two went missing on Friday, which was set to be her last day of work. <laughs> at, least, at least she turned in her notice, right? Uh, authorities are reviewing the video to see if she spent an extraordinary amount of time at his cell. Uh, she has several opportunities each day to be in contact with any inmate, said the sheriff. Singleton called Vicki White a 17-year veteran of the sheriff's office and an exemplary employee. The employees are just devastated, the sheriff said. Nobody saw this coming. Casey White is charged with two counts of capital murder in September of 2020 for stabbing a 58-year-old Connie Ridgway, authorities said. Uh, He could face the death penalty if convicted. Casey White previously planned an escape from the Latterdale County Detention Center in fall of 2020, but officials were thwarted the, the plot before he could attempt it. When officials got word of the plot, they made he had found a homemade knife in his possession and learned that he was planning to take a hostage. Casey White was subsequently transferred to state prison, where he remained until earlier this year, when he returned to Latterdale County facility for court appearances related to the murder charge. Uh, Marty Keeley, U.S. Marshal for the Northern District of Alabama, called this a major case for the United States Marshal Service. Keeley noted that Casey White may be a uh, uh, standout due to his height because he's six foot nine inches tall. Anyone who sees him is urged to call 911. The uh, Marshal's office is offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to Casey White's capture and a $5,000 reward for information leading to Vicki White. Okay. Before I say anything, Buck, what do you see holes in this story? Wow. Uh, there are so many. Uh, let's just start with selling your house or putting in your two weeks notice your last day of work is day come on well i mean like everything points everything everything points to that well here's here's the thing like most um departments policy you know and 
corrections facilities, what have you, all over the country, they each have their own book of policies. But here's the thing. If I worked in a facility and we're familiar with the policies, I could probably go and within a week be pretty comfortable working at any other facility in the United States because our, our correctional system's pretty much, you know, it, they're all based on one another. So you find a best practice and the, and the whole in, industry, quote unquote, kind of goes to it. So most facilities are run, you know, Despite it's kind of a cookie, it's like a cookie, like a cookie cutter. It's like a cookie cutter approach. Right, it really is. So, a couple things here. Uh, there was more than her in on this. There was more than her in on this, or there was some serious overhaul needing done in the sheriff's department. One, a female officer is not transporting a male inmate alone. Period. End of story. You, you know, let's just take let's take gender out of it. A single officer is probably not yeah. transporting an inmate alone. End of story. Well, well, look at the guy's charges. Look at the guy's charges. The guy was that man right there facing that man the right death there penalty. Three, three officer transport at minimum, at minimum, and it would be three officer transport in an emergency situation like life or fucking death. And all we can find are three officers. That's who's going. What if you can only find two? Then dude's gonna die. Yeah, that's I that's have, how that rolls. I have like, literally, if, if I have literally it, stood in full uniform with a uh, with the vest on, with scrubs on over top of it, standing in an operating room watching an appendectomy because there was we were not allowed to leave the inmate. We had to be within arm's reach of the yeah. inmate at all times. Mm-hmm. All the time. All the time. There, there is and a there strict is adherence never. to policy, and and, that, and that's what Buck just said. Is kind of the, it's it's he's saying it. It sounds like he's joking, but it's not. Well, we're not going to let you take your gun on the helicopter. Well, then I'm not letting my inmate go on the helicopter. Well, he's going to die. Then, yeah. he, then he dies. Then he dies. Like, those are the rules. Those are the rules. For her to even... Like, who like somebody Who opened signed, the door? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, there has to be... Oh, who opened the door? Because here's the thing, folks. Serious, serious overhaul. In, in a detention department. facility, correctional facility, prison, jail, what have you, you can't open a door by yourself. It has. Nope. To, you can open maybe one, but the next door has to be done remotely. There is no let yourself in or out. You know, I have not since not since the fucking fifties. Exactly. And even then, it usually was you only had half the keys. Somebody else on the other side had the other half. So it, yeah, there there was a, this whole either this, there was multiple people in on this, or they need to fire a lot of people. <laughs> I I actually think that firing a lot of people should happen either way, whether there was somebody in on it or well, yeah, obviously. Um, but you know, weird things happen in jail. Weird things happen in jail. Period. Buck, you know. Limit. I'm sorry, Duck. Have you ever been arrested? Uh, no. Okay. So you've never seen the inside of a facility. Mm-mm. Let me tell you this. There's a lot of jokes. Everyone says about don't drop the soap. You know, you're going to learn what it's like to be with a man. Blah blah blah. Yeah, those jokes. That this stuff happens. It's it. But here's the thing. There's a lot of fucking going on in a jail. Oh God, yes. Yeah. There is a lot of. Fucking. Oh yeah. The place might as well smell like sex. There's there's inmates, there's officers, there's inmates fucking inmates, there's officers fucking inmates, there's officers fucking officers. It is a veritable whorehouse. 
It's oh, yeah. it's disgusting. It really is. When you when you once you find out about everything that goes on back in there, it is disgusting. You know, if you have any sense of morals, you cannot last in that field very long. And I'll tell you what, right now, going in there and thinking that you're going to maintain the mentality, oh, I'm just going to do my job and go in and go out every day and nothing will affect me. I promise you that won't. I promise you, I promise you that mentality is is a very, very false sense of security. Things will affect you. Things will get to you. And things will happen. And there's nothing you can do to control it. A lot of times all you can do is just sit there and laugh at your coworker who's being, you know, pretty much molested by an inmate who's only one arm with a fingernail. Yeah, that happened to Buck, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, and the guy <laughs> laughing was Raz. And one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, I'm telling you. She, she only had one arm, but she uh, on where that one arm should be, there was a finger. <laughs> so there was a finger coming out of her shoulder, and she kept trying to touch him. Yeah, she kept trying to touch me with it. She just in love with me. I was like, what do you want me to do, did... handcuff her? That's what, you remember. You remember, like that's what I said to the lieutenant. Lieutenant's like, "Oh, well, that's inappropriate." I'm like, "What am I supposed to? What am I supposed to do?" Hmm. Hmm. I've only been working here for three weeks. Where is this in the training manual? Sounds hmm? like you didn't have a leg to stand on. No. No. She had legs. No, I didn't. She no. had legs, and oh, I'll tell you what. You want to talk about? No lie, man. That girl could sling a fucking mop. Oh, yeah. That girl could she, sling she was, a fucking mop. She was the corridor cleaner on night shift. She's the one that did all the mopping. <laughs> yeah. That girl with one arm could sling a mop better than, like, an entire cleaning crew. But, but like, he, she, like she he was went saying that. But he's saying, though, that was, like, three and a half weeks in. And, and in that three and a half weeks, there was an inmate trying to get, get at him. We had a, a female CO that male COs were letting her come on their block and arranging so this male inmate and her could go in the closet and fuck. Uh, there was officers that would, a male and female officer, you knew if they were going to do perimeter patrol together, they're going to be a while because they're going to stop down where the cameras don't see and they're going to, you know, do shit back behind the fence. Uh, I mean, it, it, it was horrible. It, there was so much going on. It, it was... Yeah, so like, How whole, is this happening? The, the, the whole, you know... Corrections officer taking hostage bullshit. I'm I'm not buying that at all. No, I'm not buying that. At all. No, they, they're re- no, they're not related. But you know, oh. they, they both just happen to have the same last name. But here, here's the the other thing is when this story first broke, and it's been going on now for well over a week. They kept saying, "Oh no, he probably took her hostage," or "Oh no, she might be dead." And I'm like, "Nah, no, nope. she facilitated this shit absolutely. Yep. There's no way she didn't." No. Every single dot connects back to. Yeah, there period. is literally no way she wasn't in on this. And now at least they're finally admitting it and they're saying they're looking for her as well. I mean, because. <laughs> and you know what? There's somebody who's going to be like, oh, well, you know, her mental health and this and that. And she was taken. It's like, oh, no, the, the, okay. the inmate manipulated okay. her. No, no, no. You know what? In, we get trained. You get training on that kinda, on inmate games. Kinda. Well, they tr- they try. They they let you know that it happens. Like, I'm sorry, man. 
you know, Department of Corrections doesn't spend multi-million dollars in training videos. But they do do their best to be like, hey, dipshit. Inmates are going to try whatever they can to get anything they can from you. And it all starts with a pack of gum. You know, it all starts with just one piece of chewing gum. You do that, and they got you. And you know what? You know, people can say what they what they want about me and the way that I worked. I was a really nice and very tolerant and patient officer, but I didn't let anybody. Yeah, I, I, I was. Know. I was. Um, I, I I wasn't liked. I was not liked at all. But I was respected. <laughs> this is true. But the the common denominator is that we didn't we didn't buy in made drama bullshit. Yeah, if you like, if you ever hear had... somebody saying that they retired from a correctional facility, they're dirty. There's there's no you cannot you cannot last in a facility that long without being dirty or corrupt in some way. And whether it's corrupt for the inmates, corrupt for the system itself, you have been corrupted on one end of that fence or another. Yeah, they talk about if it, you they, retire an inmate first. becoming institutionalized. So does the staff. You know, I, when people say, you know, when I, when I mentioned prison, oh, did you do jail time? I say, yep, did life on the installment plan, eight hours a day. And it, it's, it, it, takes, it takes a toll on you. It, it, it can literally scar you mentally just working there because of dealing with the you're not because you're you would think it's us versus them you know the staff versus the inmates and it's not it's not you don't know you don't know who's team who's on what team ever it is i i i do not i would not wish that job on anyone so was oranges the new black was that like a you know the the first couple the first couple seasons of that were very very accurate um, and then it, then it kind of went off the rails, you know, but it, 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 it was for a female facility. I mean, I never worked any female only facility, but you know, that kind of the way things ran were very accurate. You know, you had, you, know, you had some, what? whoever wrote the script and, and was the, you know, the PA on that, that show worked in a prison. I think it was written by somebody that was a former inmate. I'm saying the, the even, people that even better, but the people that were like working behind the scenes, they oh, they because okay. they were talking about both sides. You know, they, they the yeah. conversations that the CEOs were having, the conversations the inmates were having, they were all dead on at first, and then and then like I said, the show kind of went off the rails and got ridiculous. But you know, it, you 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 know why you and I have been friends for 50, for for almost twenty years after after meeting in a, in a prison is because Raz and I we never ever associated a work. Unless we had to, we we were, we, and it wasn't because you know we didn't like each other at work <laughs> because we weren't but, allowed to. <laughs> well, that that was a big part of it. We definitely we definitely worked too well together. But as far as like the inner office politics and shit like that go, we never bought into that. Oh well, you know, so and so said that uh, Raz said that this about you. Like, no, he didn't. Raz didn't say that about me. Yeah, good luck. Nice try. Same, same on the other end. We we talk about it and laugh after hours. Like, can you believe this guy thought that he could like get away with this kind of crap? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and we never talked about our personal lives on the inside either. You know, it was, it was funny. My separate. my oldest son, I don't even know if Buck knew that my wife was pregnant. 
I don't think you knew, did you? You told me... Uh, I think... Just just shy of being born, your first. And, um... Yeah, you definitely kept me out of the loop on that, but you did everybody. Yeah, you know? Honestly, and, no, and I wasn't going to tell anybody, and the only reason that somebody found out is because a CO that had left and went into nursing, she came in and did his blood stick the day he was born. <laughs> Other than that, yeah. nobody would have known. Nobody would have fucking known. And I, I was very, very, you know intent on keeping my personal life my business and and there was so many rumors that everyone thought i was like in the military uh some kind of like super secret shit you know because nobody knew anything and that that was you know and that bred you know the rumor mill to go and i never corrected anybody i let them make their own backstory for me and and some of the stuff was really like i i couldn't have wrote a better backstory (laughs) oh some of the stuff was great People would come up to me, they'd be like, oh, did you know about, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'd be like, oh, yeah, tell me more. i go to work, I'd be like, yo, Raz, you know these people think that you did this? we just sit there and laugh. <laughs> you didn't correct them. You didn't correct them, did you? No, I didn't correct them. It's none of my damn business. You know? I got, I, I got, a, trying to, trying I got to a get common, people to give me cigarettes. I got a commendation one, one time, and it was so, like non um like commendable there was no like fanfare with it it was literally i got called to the shift commander's office and they handed it to me and said here you got a commendation i'm like all right and i threw up my locker and then like a week later like hey how come you're not wearing that because it it went on our uniform and uh i was like well do i have to (laughs) so i didn't want the pin on my shirt because i didn't want to dick with it all the time so eventually i had to put it on my shirt and my shirt was already horrible with pins and everyone was like, "That what that's for? And I'm like, none, yeah. And it, it, what it was for is an officer had a heart attack. And um, I responded to it. You know, I found him and, and regardless. It got to the, the, everyone thought I got it for assaulting an inmate. <laughs> a guy that took a swing on me and I, I took him down. Didn't even hit him. I just, you know, did some like judo stuff. And um, he pressed charges on me and tried to say I, I assaulted him. And did, obviously he did didn't he tried to press charges but uh, oh man i remember that dude they tried to call me in during that investigation yeah. that slimy internal affairs captain we had yeah and you know i they yeah. everyone just assumed I like, that i got that uh, that commendation for kicking this guy's ass <laughs> called me and he's like what do you know about this and this and this i was like wasn't even a work that well you're friends with raz aren't you like, everybody says that you and Raz are friends on the outside. I'm like, yeah. And I <laughs> I was not here in the prison that day. How would I be able to give you details about an incident that I wasn't even, like, you weren't even on my radar? <laughs> I was changing diapers all day. Like, give me a break. Yeah. So we, it, we kind of oh. went, we went down, like, a big, long rabbit hole here. <laughs> and Duck's kind of like, oh, I'm God, just along I mean, for the ride because he's got nothing to contribute. And I'm sorry. I'm just, listening, I'm just listening to the Social Liability Podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. Duck's, Duck's just The live mind. edition. <laughs> right. You know, this, this means that our view count's going to go down by one after the episode. <laughs> still Actually, I, into this. the episodes I'm on, I've listened to with my girlfriend so far. Oh, what does okay, she? What good. does she think? 
She she likes it. Well, good. Even when I was like, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was uh, super solid in that first episode because I just hadn't done the whole like improv, talk to a camera kind of thing for a while. Um, but she liked it. She laughed a lot. So I think you did great, man. We I actually we've actually wonderful. we've actually got a lot of compliments there, Duck. So uh, so bravo and thank you for filling in. We do appreciate that a lot because you were you were my you were my first call and you were like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Well, real quick though, real quick, what do we want to give this idiot? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm, scoring, really I'm scoring the female officer. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I'm, and I'm scoring her a five. She helped a murder suspect yeah. escape. Hmm. I'll 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 co-sign that. Yeah. Any anybody that he hurts after is, this is, is on her is on her hands. Yeah. And what a way to end your career, you know. <laughs> Damn fool. Yeah. Well, I know it's a great way to end the podcast. It I really mean, like, is. Come on, man. It this is. this lady really just like tied it all up for us. Well, like you said, folks, that is the end of the podcast. And we'd like to ask that you, if you enjoy the show, please hit the subscribe button. Please share it. Maybe tell a friend. You know, try to get somebody else involved. What the hell? If you have any stories you'd like to contribute to the show that we can cover, uh, typically if someone sends us a story, we almost always do it. Uh, you can send them to socialliability at iCloud.com. You can check us out on our YouTube channel. Just search for Social Liability Podcast. And uh, hopefully in the near future, we can have Duck back again for another episode. It's just, you know, depending on his big boy schedule, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but that being said, folks, I am the Razgrees. They are the Buck and the Duck. And we wish you all a happy and safe week. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Social Liability Podcast.